Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Morgan. What's up? How are we doing? <laughs> so good. <laughs> so you're born in Nashville? Born in Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. Are your parents born there as well? Um, both of my parents were actually raised, born, my mom was born in Oklahoma, but moved to Nashville, and both of them were raised in Nashville. Oh. My grandfather on my dad's side uh, raised in Nashville. We've sort of been there for a long time. What do your parents do? Um, well, both of them are in real estate. My dad, um, he passed away, but my mom is still here, and she works in real estate. Oh, where do you get your creative side from? My mom's father was a singer, like a, oh. he was like a crooner. His father was like a vaudeville singer, so like a song and dance man. And I always used to sing with my grandfather. He was like, he was the guy that kind of gave me my love of music. Oh, oh. Yeah. How did he start getting into gospel choir? Um, well, I had a really big voice when I was a kid, and my I think that it was a lot for my brother to sort of like be... Um, around me all the time singing as loud as possible so my mom wanted to find any way to get me out of the house <laughs> so that was sort of joining um this this like nashville uh children's choir when i was like six mm -hmm. but you grew up with a kind of jewish household or yeah we were uh my family is jewish and i was sort of um well, in Nashville, it's like you're either doing country music or you're doing, like, Christian music. And I somehow got into, like, the, like, gospel background singing, like, these choirs. And I was, like, the Jewish kid who was, like, in these gospel choirs. And it was sort of, like, cool. That's Do you what like I did. it? Yeah, because they sing, like, they sing these huge, like, spiritual songs. And they're, like, they, like, let their voice out, like, in a huge way. And that was kind of what I needed, like... I was such a weird child and like those huge choirs were like really, they were kind of like a release for me. Um, that's kind of also how I got into theater because it was like a way for me to sort of like let my voice out in these like huge songs and in these huge like roles. What kind of music were your parents being in the house when you were growing up? Music, I mean... Music for me was like my secret, you know, like um, my parents didn't listen to a ton of music around the house. Um, for me, when I discovered Stevie Wonder and Luther Vandross, these like huge soul voices, I remember I was in, um, I was in high school when I discovered Stevie Wonder and it was like, it was like I found like some sort of secret treasure chest and that was my that was my escape you know mm -hmm. um it wasn't it wasn't necessarily something I got at home it was something that I got sort of um by being out there and like exploring was Bob Dylan also a big part um Bob Dylan I actually discovered Bob Dylan through my guitar player friend like later in life mm -hmm. um just as like a songwriter I think he's incredible um I've kind of gone through a lot of different like discoveries of music. Uh, there's been times in my life where, where people like Bob Dylan or Joni Mitchell or Patti Smith have been like 
important to me because of who they are as an artist, not just because of their songs, but you know, I'm like, I'm someone who likes to wander and like take journeys and explore and like someone like Patti Smith or like Bob Dylan, they have these autobiographies that I read that like yeah. inspired me very deeply as an artist to, you know, kind of get out of your comfort zone and get out of yourself, you know what I mean? And explore and see what's out there. Um, Cause you might be surprised. And for me, this whole process has been like about what has surprised me, not what I've planned. Mm -hmm. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? <laughs> Oh man, um, I think I think I had a lot of love, and I didn't really know where to put it. And I I put it into I put it into singing and piano, and I put it into anything that I could create and um, and sort of express. Like singing for me was always the way that I connected most with people. Um, I was like a very chubby kid who like was made fun of a lot so I didn't have like a lot of friends I was sort of a loner um, and so I think like on stage though that was sort of the place that I got to let it out mm -hmm. and that always like it from a very early age I was like a kid who needed a stage to express himself and and honestly that hasn't changed yeah I love that yeah <laughs> like did you always know your whole life they'd be in like creative field um I think that I didn't know, I think I didn't know that you could do this with your life. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I don't think that I knew that you could like make music and that could be the way that you relate to the world, you know? For me, like, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a, in the South and in a, a way where, you know, to be successful means that you have to have like a job and you have to have like, there's one path towards success. and. And forever I was like, well, that doesn't like work for me. It doesn't resonate mm -hmm. for me. And, um, and music has always been the way that I've like, there was a point in my life where I had stopped writing songs because like life got really stressful and like, and, and growing up became like very hard. When I sort of picked it back up, it was sort of like, this is the way that I see the world. This is the way that I move through the world and I don't know how I'm gonna like make it my life, but I'm going to continue to write music that resonates for me and hope that I can share that with people. Mm -hmm. And then after you graduated high school, you went straight into theater or what were you doing? Yeah. Um, or you studied at, it, right? Yeah, I went to college for theater um, in Chicago. It was sort of like a way for me to, um, you know, I was always like a singer, but I wanted to like, I wanted to like study the art of like, acting as like as a way to honestly get out of my self and get out of my body and try to explore other things mm -hmm. and I think you know with theater there's there's like so much empathy that I learned by like exploring different characters and um, exploring who I am as a human um, like there was a lot of stuff I was going through as like uh, just exploring like the depths of who I was and like you know, my sexuality and all of these different pieces about me. Um, so after college, I ended up moving to New York and I was in a Broadway show called Spring Awakening, which was this like coming of age musical um, that was this incredible experience um, and a difficult experience for me because it was supposed to be this wonderful thing and I 
I found myself like not happy and not exploring who I was and I didn't really know how and that's actually when I picked back up like writing when I sort of started like putting my thoughts down on paper and realizing that I could take like what's in my journal and what's in my head and not escape who I was and what I wanted to say and not like say what other people wanted me to say but start to learn what I wanted to say and start to explore how I wanted to say it and so that's kind of how that's kind of how music kind of like rushed back into my life and became like became it became like what I what I would wake up for you mm -hmm. know what I mean I was actually reading there's like uh, I forget the term it's a Japanese term for like what gets you out of bed every day do you know the mm -hmm. term no like, I don't know ish I'm gonna butcher that's butchered but, okay. <laughs> but it's just the idea of like what gets you out of bed every day and music for me that gets me out of bed every day like writing and, and singing and expressing um, you know we're living in this like crazy time where people are so disconnected and like so separate and there's so much fighting but like music really can can and does bring us together you know mm -hmm. And then after you realized that, you just like sold everything, right? And like moved. Yeah, <laughs> moved it was um, it was one of the coolest uh, split decisions of my life. I basically, well, there was there was like, I decided I was going to sell everything I owned and I was going to move to Los Angeles. And at the same time that I made that decision, the next day someone called me and they were like, "Hey, I'm moving to New York. Do you know anyone looking to like sublet?" And I was like, "Actually." me and do you have any stuff and they were like no I need everything and I was like cool so like perfect. buy my room and I packed a suitcase and I moved to LA and you didn't know anyone when you first moved here right I knew my college roommate was out here and I knew that he would let me stay with him which I ended up staying with him for a very long time and it got like it was like you need to leave now at some point he was mm -hmm. like I'm so glad you're here but also like this is my apartment and you should like move on mm -hmm. so it was like I stayed for maybe too long but um, you know it was sort of like at least a place for me to land and then um, yeah just start writing like start writing as many songs as possible. I went to this party, I got invited to this like music industry party and ended up meeting Stevie Nicks there. Oh, wow. Because a friend was like, do you want to meet Stevie Nicks? And I was like, is that like an option, you know? <laughs> and she, that night, she said to me like, you need to keep moving because this city will run right over you. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was, kind of important for me to hear because I always thought New York was that way but really LA like even in its beauty like you sort of have to find your purpose and like you have to find your path and no one is going to hand that to you and no one is going to tell you what that is you know so even though I didn't know a lot of people I just honestly just like kept writing music because that was what I wanted to wake up and do mm -hmm. and um, how did you get your music out there initially? Like, how did people start finding your music? Well, honestly, it, it happened like, it happened not like I planned because I thought, I thought, well, okay, cool, I have songs, like, I'm ready, like, come on, like, listen, you know, listen to me, but you can't, you don't get people to, like, listen to you by, like, trying to get them to listen to you. You get people to listen by trying to share 
you and share like a part of who you are. And honestly, when I wrote Kiss Kiss, when I wrote that song, I knew that something was different about me and about the music. And it's part of why I put the X in my name. It was like marking like a specific journey and the end of one and the beginning of another for me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I gotta get this out, I gotta get this out. But instead of like throwing it out into the wind, I took my time and kept building more songs. And then um, there was this period where I thought I was gonna put out an EP and call it Vital. Um, and as I mentioned before, my dad passed away and that was sudden. Mm. And when that happened, it was sort of like, I can't, I can't release music right now. I need time and I need space. And I took that time and the record I made is called Vital. And I think part of it is because a lot of what was gonna be on that EP didn't go away for me. There was just more that was added that needed to be said. Um, and so I feel like I'm kind of continuing that conversation about vital, uh, because for me, that's sort of what's kept me going these past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And how long after you moved here that you're able to find management and things started really kicking off? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it was like six years. Mm -hmm. It took six years for, for there to be... Um, it took six years for there to be like a team in place to help me put out the music. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely like I I would do everything on my own, um, for better or for worse. You know, sometimes I would I'd make myself sick doing everything. Um, it was really when I stopped looking for like the people to help and this sort of like the people to come and I focused on the music that the team started showing up mm. and it was Love You With The Lights On was the first song I put out and that song is really what brought me like the bulk of the team that I have now it was because it was because someone heard it in the studio and then someone heard it live oh within a week of each other yeah and then it was like and then that was the song that sort of got me like my initial meetings and um, yeah. But if I had to, if I had to go back and repeat the process, I would tell myself, don't rush to find like the team. The team will come when you have like the art that you're trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that like that was what happened for me. I wanted a team for so long, and it and I couldn't find it. Um, but when I made the music, that was when the people that were supposed to be there is who showed up. Mm -hmm. How are you? How were you sustaining yourself financially? Were you working other jobs initially? Yeah, um, I was teaching uh, voice and piano oh. here in LA. Um, and yeah, once once I like moved out here, it was sort of like it was like find any way to like sustain yourself so that you can make music. And I had this one moment where, actually, I was just talking to my cousin about this because I basically, um, I, I, I was about at the point where I was gonna run out of money mm -hmm. and he invited me to like come hang out with him in Palm Springs and I was like, I, listen, I can't. Like, I can't afford it, I can't take time off, like, I need to. And he was like, he was like, 
listen, just come out here. He ended up like Venmoing me a hundred dollars, and I cried because I I hate like accepting like that kind mm -hmm. of gift. I went out there, and a month and a half later is when I got offered a record deal. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. So like, and I was like, right before that, I was almost gonna move home because I was like, I wasn't sure how. I wasn't sure how you can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's like, I think a lot of my record has to do with like how you stand up for yourself. And I think it's because I had to learn how to do it and I had to learn how to do it the hard way, you know, by like having to stand up for myself and having to like, to, you know, be my own guide when things were really not going the way I thought they were gonna go. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? In that moment with, with my cousin, like right before that, um, I had gone to like a final uh, interview for a job at like this coffee shop that was down the street from me and I was like, I decided I was not going to move home, I was going to like make it work here because like moving home for me like wasn't really an option that like wasn't going to like keep my heart open and like keep it moving forward um, and I walked back to my apartment after this interview and I had gotten my first check from this like song I sang on this DJ's like record mm -hmm. and I like sang on this record and I got paid and it was like oh my god I don't have to like I don't have to take this job right now I can like keep moving forward mm -hmm. um, was it Tiesto or was that one was that one Tiesto that, that was actually this this DJ called project 46 which was on oh. ultra um, that happened right before the Tiesta things happened. I was actually, I was teaching a piano lesson to like this kid when I got a notification on my phone that Tiesto was playing my song at Ultra in Miami. And I just like, I don't know if this was like a bad moment as, a, as in teaching there, but it was literally like, actually I think it was great because I literally like opened my computer and showed her, I was like, hey, like this is me singing like, to 47,000 people like right now. It was like nothing like that had ever happened mm -hmm. for me before. Um, huge. So yeah, it was huge and it was, it's kind of like those moments that you like, I don't know, it's those moments where you keep going. You know, you sort of, you, you have a moment like that and you're reminded like, this is why I do it to connect with people and to like, and to be able to share with real people. Is, mm -hmm. is really what keeps me going. And have you always been in the LGBT community or what was the process for you like coming out and everything? Um, well, I think coming out was a very personal process for me. Um, and, it, and it happened for me like gradually in college. I wasn't like, I wasn't comfortable with myself for a very long time. And um, I think that um, I think that's sort of like we were talking about like hair color like earlier mm, like yeah. I think something about like as small as dyeing your hair for me like was such a revolution because that's not how I could express myself growing up you know mm. and so I don't like to think of it as like I'm now in like now I'm in the LGBT community I, I, I am LGBT like it is who I am and it's and it's not something I like I choose to be it's it's now something I'm proud of and something that I'm like honored to represent in who I am and what I do 
because I know that there are people because I get messages from them all around the world who are living in situations that they can't be themselves mm -hmm. and they can't openly say who they love and I think it's important for for all artists to openly share who and what they love yeah I love that yeah what is what are the inspirations and themes for your album coming up um, I think vital has a lot to do with how you pick yourself up and keep yourself going even when you're not sure how and why you keep going mm -hmm. and I think a lot of what is vital to me has honestly been this music like this music has been like what I've come back to every day as like um, as my purpose you know mm -hmm. and I think when when my dad passed and when I was sort of going through my own like crisis of what that meant for me it was like this music that like picked me up and like kept me going mm -hmm. you know so I think there's it's hard to say like it's hard to just literally say exactly what this record is because I honestly think it's just a snapshot in time for me and I think it's going to reveal itself like over time like there's a record on there called Alone Forever and I think that that says a lot about where I've been and, and where I've like what I've been wrestling with there's a song on there called Roots um, these are songs that aren't out right now um, that are just that's like dealing with um, it, it was right after my dad passed it was sort of dealing with the devastation and the sort of like isolation that like when your father passes and you question who you are as a man and and, and what you're doing with your life um, Home is on there and Home has been a song that's been out but it's continued to like connect with people and continue to connect with me in terms of like my home being on the road and in the music and with actual people. Um, so I think I think this record has been like sort of the way that I have processed these past few years. Yeah. How do you say you've grown as a person since when you were younger? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think I have. Uh, learned to love and accept the parts of myself that that don't exactly make sense and mm. I there were times as like a young child I because I, I see it in videos like I seen the joy that comes across like me as like a small child but there was like a, a certain point where like I stopped feeling that joy and I started like turning against myself and like and being a, like an enemy to myself because I was different and because people made fun of me and I think like the biggest way that I've grown is that I've learned to love the pieces of me that don't make the most sense hmm. and and I've actually put them on display I like that yeah. yeah I feel like very happy saying that out loud because it's a nice reminder of like it's a nice reminder of the journey and I think that like I feel like my mom will cry when she watches this. <laughs> I love that. What does success look like to you? I think success honestly looks like this, like getting co to connect with more people and to like share more of who I am. And I'm really curious about 
people like I'm curious about you and like and your art and like your expression and I think success would just mean that I get to have these kinds of conversations all around the world with tons of people and feel like completely um, fulfilled in my expression as an artist and as a human. Mm -hmm. What does love mean to you? Love... I'm still... I don't know what love is. Um, I'm, I'm still exploring what love is. I'm, I'm, I'm exploring what love is through music and through people and... Um, I don't know. Love is such a mystery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, wow. I want to be remembered for my heart. I love that. It's the first response I've gotten like that. I love that. Thank cool. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Bye, Bye. guys.